On this episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, Ace and Jake are back to discuss, well, not a lot. Uh, not a lot has gone down in wrestling, but there's an upcoming trivia tournament that Quick Pop is involved in that Jake is very much ready for. Hello, everybody. It is Monday night on Twitch, Wednesday night for a podcast, or whenever other day you are streaming the audio version of my voice right here, and you know what that means. It means it is the Quick Pop Podcast. I am Jake, and there is a whole lot of wrestling to talk about. There is a whole lot of things to discuss tonight, and with me, as always, is Ace of Spade Card, the man that is always here. He has put in a whole lot of time into this podcast ace how are you doing um i'm doing pretty good uh i'm a whole mood tonight uh because it's cold outside y'all if you're anywhere in the continental u.s realistically short of florida if i open this uh little window shade here you would see a whole lot of snow a whole lot of ice a whole lot of cold temperatures you know, it took me a second because I was like, in my mind, I was like, where's he going with this? Where's he? <laughs> Where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? Ace, let's just get into it. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Last we will Monday absolutely on get Raw, into it. Last Monday on Raw, the vile, the despicable, the, shall I say in this podcast standard, the worst women's wrestler going today, Nia Jax. Had a match with Lana. You guys, listen, I understand Vince has uh, Vince's like pee pee poo poo humor. Ha ha ha. He said, Poke. I mean, look at the man. Like, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So I do not put it past Vince that he was just like, ha ha, say it, you know, and they just did it. But yeah, but at the same time, in here, there's a part of me in here, it hearts. That want to believe that 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 botchamania Nia, Nia, Nia Jax went to do a leg drop. Lana moved like she was supposed to, Nia and she went a little too in, and it hit her in a spot, and she was in pain. And she's used to crowds and noise, and not that the mic is there everywhere. And she just decided to blurt out, "Ow, my hole." I want to well, believe it to be thing. true. I want it. I want Here's it to be thing. something that is real. Here's the I thing. I need it to be real. The way she fell, she couldn't be specific. Which hole? Oh my god. Okay, that was the next thing I wanted to <laughs> the next thing I wanted to bring in. Is the second I heard that it happened, I wasn't watching Raw yet. I was like, oh holy crap. And my wife's like, what? I was like, watch this. And I showed it to her. And the second the video ended, my, my wife just looked at me and go, which hole? Baby hole or hole? <laughs> oh, I love my wife so much. But yeah, she just like, which hole? Baby hole or Buddha hole? Uh, like, and the fact that they, see, the fact that they referenced it uh, Friday night on SmackDown and made a joke, I'm like, yeah. but they also made a joke. You know, other things that have happened, they've been like, well, we have to reference this. So I'm like, is this something that's real that they're going line out of it? Or is this something that Vince just like, haha, it's funny. I will say this, though. I will say this about it. 
uh tonight is monday night uh monday night raw is starting now we are currently recording during raw you know you can um watch this on ace of space twitch channel while you while your television or cell phone is on uh, the usa network watching raw it's a two-screen experience with quick pop and raw but i will say this nothing has made me want to watch a nia jack segment more than that when well, i you know they kind of referenced it this past friday yeah, yeah, they they 100% did. They made fun of her. Like, dude, uh, when I, if I'm like catching up on Raw, I'll fast forward past, you know, certain matches. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. Uh, like and Nia's always, Nia's always that. Tonight, when I'm uh, catching up on Raw, the second I hear, like, I'm not like most girls, I'm going, oh, what's happening? What you doing, girl? <laughs> because it's, it's just stupid. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And I want them, I, I want it to be real. And now I want them to make it even more ridiculous. Just because you know they will, like you know they will. Like, yeah. See, here's the thing: I don't like the performer, so I'm completely fine if we want to just make this a comedy angle where it's like, look at her, stupid. Uh, so I'm, I'm totally fine with that. This was anyone else that I actually liked. I'd be like, ah, oh, they got put in the my hole gimmick. It would not mm. have been fun. But since I, it's Naya, know- I say, cheers to that. Maybe she'll botch this too somehow, and that'll be impressive. <laughs> she botches, she botches the gimmick about her botching. Yeah, yeah. That's, that that is the most N- N- Naya thing. So that but, being uh, said, that being that said, means- I think that's really the o- only uh, majorness that happened out of this past week. Um, uh, the only other thing I'll say from WWE, uh, from Raw and SmackDown. Is uh, they're doing elimination chamber matches. Uh, yeah. Drew McIntyre will be defending his title in an elimination chamber match. Apparently, Roman just gets to say, "Screw you! I do what I want." Um, to be fair, it's going to be an elimination. As much chamber. as I hated it, I liked what they did, where he was like, "Oh, well, see here, it says I have to complete compete at elimination chamber, not in the elimination chamber." No, listen. With his gimmick, I love the fact that he's pulling rank. And it's not just, and it isn't just, I'm the champion, I can do what I want. No, it's literally, dude, in my contract, all it says is I have to show up at the pay-per-view. It doesn't say what match I'm in. So you're going to do it this way because I'm not going to be in that match. No, I love it. And it gives another thing that Kevin Owens has to overcome to get a shot at Roman. But then, even though he's getting a shot shot at Roman after Elimination Chamber, if he's the one to win, um, then, you know, if he loses, well, he had to go through elimination chamber match so of course roman's a fresh roman's gonna be there you know yeah um i am interested they seem to all of a sudden be caring about cesaro um oh yeah cesaro's definitely on like a like a face push uh which given that this happens every once in a while but it always yeah considering considering in the past uh he just loses matches. It's nice to see him win matches. Well, I'm just interested because they've always started pushes from him and then just got bored with it. But this is on the way to WrestleMania. So you are deciding to start to push him on the way to WrestleMania, which to me would seem like then they have a destination for him on the card of Mania. And that's what really intrigues me is where could Cesaro be going? Well, on the way to Mania. Because um, I still think that Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan are on a collision course for Mania. 
So yeah, I, I think Cesaro that. may face Seth Rollins going into Mania, but not at Mania. But like, dude, if you want if you want to push uh, Cesaro to the point where it's Big E Cesaro for the Intercontinental Title, oh, give give that to me. That would be a strong hitting match. You know what? I also want to see Cesaro What's do. Um, not to like pigeonhole him into that, but I could see him doing well in the tag team division again, uh, teaming with either Daniel Bryan or newly minted semi good guy again, Shinsuke. Uh, I always liked when Cesaro and Shinsuke worked together. Don't get me wrong, I did like when they worked together. I want to see Cesaro as a solo. I want to see Cesaro get a legitimate. Oh, I would love to, too. The problem is Vince only likes to push solo superstars who have a gimmick or some kind of character behind them. And Cesaro is just like big, good wrestler. He is. But at the same time, he's also prototypical Vince's guy. The dude is built. The dude is strong as hell. Like, I just I don't see. I just I, for years I haven't seen why. I mean I know he has an accent and stuff, and Vince uh, traditionally doesn't usually like accents. But hey, yeah. Drew's been champion for almost a year, so maybe he's breaking that mold. Um, I don't know. I just I can't see it. But uh, while we are talking about people that we would like pushes, while we are talking about young new talent, NXT had a takeover the other night. In fact, NXT it was just decided last night. to. NXT decided to super push some people. Yes. Um, listen, uh, we talked about it on here. Uh, NXT has kind of been waning a little bit. Uh, I, I think we talked about it uh, a little bit right before we got on the air here. Uh, I really think NXT and WWE, you have three different brands, the red, blue, and yellow brand. And I feel like the yellow brand leaning hard on the fact that every week they can have really good wrestling matches. And yes. so they've kind of become the wrestling show. But I think because of that, their storylines just aren't there because they know, hey, if we put these two guys and say, hey, we're building to them wrestling each other, you're just like, ooh, I want to see them wrestle. So they're, they're not really doing big storylines anymore. That being said, um, I was super looking forward to Finn versus uh, Pete Dunne. Um, that match was an amazing clinic. That match like was super technical. Um, they both were selling the whole time. Uh, Pete Dunne was selling uh, a hurt knee the whole time. Finn Balor was selling a hurt arm the whole time and his fingers after Pete Dunne snapped them. Uh, the first half of the match was just a technical clinic of just submission moves and trying to get out of enough stuff. And then once they like wore each other down to where they had to like sell each body part, that second half of that match just took off and was it was it was phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch that. That is I mean, the whole show was good, but that is one of the matches that if you missed, you need to see that match. Was I oh think so good. for me, my only gripe and it's my it's my gripe on every uh, Pete Dunn match. And it's not his yeah. fault whatsoever is it's the finger thing. And that's only because at a certain point you're like, all right, like I get it. It's, it's a very like visceral style and it's not something that's done normally. Um, so like, I appreciate the, the originality and the uniqueness of it. It just gets to a certain point where you're putting, you know, 
like doing this to somebody uh has the same like rank and feel as uh you know a super kick or like a huge slam or something like that oh i agree but the one thing i really liked out of this is finn balor for the whole first half of the match was like watching for it and was avoiding it and was trying to not let him do it like they built it up in this match. Like, it was like the thing that was like, Finn's like, I, you know, it's like in the match, like he, he couldn't let uh, Pete like take out his hands and stuff like that. So then when it finally happened, Finn super sold it. So like this match more than the other ones, it felt like that was one of the things that it's like, man, if Pete, if Pete does that, not like the match is over, but man, he, he's taken part of Finn Balor's arsenal away. And so I th- I agree with you that they are, that, because of him and Marty Scroll, like just doing it casually, like a thousand times in a match, it started to feel old. But I like how they've how they really built up that move in this match. Um, but uh, one of uh, one of the things coming out of this actually uh, the ending of the pay per view. Uh, oh yeah, Finn Balor, the ending. Finn Balor retained his uh, NXT Heavyweight Title. Um, then uh, uh, Orkin and Danny Birchall came out, and they all started beating down Finn. So then you hear hit the Undisputed Errors music. They come to make the save. Um, O'Reilly helps Finn up, and basically, you, you can't really hear totally. Kind of hear where he was like, you know, that was, was an awesome like, match. Uh, trust I me, respect man. you. Do what? He was saying like, trust me, man. Trust me. Yeah, he was like, he was like, like, trust me, and he helped him up, and he was saying, like, I respect you, like, that was, that was awesome, you know, you're a great champion, blah, 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 so they go to do the pose, and the whole time watching it, I noticed, because the second he, he, he was saying, like, I respect you and stuff, and helping him up, if you look, Adam Cole's, like, walking around, and he's just kind of, like, side-eyeing this, like, why, like, cool. I'm, I'm like, here, like but what them. are we doing? Yeah, it's like, cool, I, we don't like them, so we beat him up, but. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And they hit the undisputed air post, and boom, Adam Cole just super kicks Finn. Then O'Reilly's like, What are you doing, man? I, t- I you know, I, I, I got him to trust we him. Cool. So he goes to help him up, and then boom, super kicks Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole is out of the ring. Uh, Roderick Strong doesn't know what's going on, and Adam Cole has just broken everyone's heart and probably just broken up the undisputed era. Um, yeah, Roderick Strong's just giving this look of like, yeah. Bruh. Like there is so many so many ways to go with this. One is Roderick Strong with Adam Cole. Does you know what where's Roderick Strong's allegiance? Two, um is Adam Cole going straight for Finn Balor or are we going to get and the match was amazing in ROH, so if you want to give it to me NXT, freaking give it to me. Adam Cole O'Reilly or are we going to do a situation where both Cole and uh, O'Reilly hate each other, but they also want the title? So we may get a triple threat match with Ben O'Reilly and Cole. There are so many ways they can take the storyline to Mania. Because this is the, the storyline is going to go to WrestleMania weekend. Uh, and, and whenever the NXT TakeOver is, whether it's WrestleMania weekend, the weekend before, after, um, I'm assuming they're still going to try to do a WrestleMania weekend thing, but there's so many ways to go with the yeah. story. Um, Here's I'm the thing. very excited for it. Here's the thing. You know what I would like to see, even though NXT is its own thing and it's got its own, uh, 
you know, like got its own pay-per-views or whatever that are separate from the normal pay-per-views. <laughs> I kind of hope and that we see uh, like a a main title, heavyweight title, NXT heavyweight title match like on the Mania card. Dude, if, if like, you wanted to give me Cole O'Reilly Finn Balor triple threat at Mania, dude, let's do it. Let's that's what I'm saying. Like, I know that they always have their own thing, but man, you really want to sell the fact that like Edge could potentially go after the NXT title? Put that match Put on, on Mania. Mania. Even yeah. though with no, this I, current I feud that they now have, it's pretty, it's pretty much set that he's probably not going. But, I mean... Yeah. Stranger things have happened. He could insert One himself. Big thing I want to talk about from NXT. So um, the, the the Dusty Rhodes uh, uh, classic. They had the women's and men's. Uh, the men's match was a clinic. If, if that's another match I highly recommend seeing. Uh, Kushido and Johnny Gargano, great match. The triple threat for the women's title, great match. Um, all of this was good. There's one thing that happened that night that if you are not watching NXT, I need you to go back to last week's NXT. I need you to go to this takeover. Everyone needs to be watching Cameron Grimes, right? Cameron Grimes. I've loved this guy for years, and he is always such an over-the-top character, and it's amazing. Ace, do, do you know this Cameron Grimes story? Do you know what the story is right now? No, Cameron actually, Grimes? I don't. Okay, I was hoping you would say that because it's story time, Ace, because I want to tell you this. So Cameron Grimes, a few weeks ago, or a month ago, um, was in a a series of matches with Dexter Loomis. Whereas in these matches, he, uh, one of them was a cinematic match where they went to a house and basically like zombies, he was like fighting zombies and everything else. It it, It got super crazy, right? And so he legitimately got injured. So he left. So... Uh, he is making his NXT debut last week, right? Or his return. So we're waiting on Cameron Grimes. And, so, and Cameron Grimes, you know his gimmick. You know, he's like, he's like, the, like, he's like kind of like a hillbilly from South Carolina, right? Right. So suddenly this Lamborghini pulls up, right? <coughs> and you're like, who's in the Lamborghini? And out comes Cameron Grimes in like a brown suit with no shirt and now like a leather top hat. And he just comes out and pulls a wad of money and goes, park this for me and just throws up money. And you're like, what's, what's going on? And so then, like, he's walking around the arena, and he's just handing out money. And so he gets up to the ring, and he just pulls out this wad of money. He's like, who's cheering me now? Who's cheering me now? And so so you're like, what what is going on? So then he cuts this promo where he's sitting there, and he's talking, and he's like, uh, like, so, you know, like, I was injured, and I did what everybody did. You know, I start training to get the comeback. But, you know, you can't train all the time, so I, I, I need to find a way to pass time. He's like... I don't know if y'all know this, but like video games nowadays are really cool. They're really good. So I started playing video games. I just start playing them all the time. They're fun and stuff like that. And he goes, and then I find out there's stores dedicated to video games. So I started doing this one called GameStop. There's a guy working there. They're nice stuff. And Cameron Grimes always said that once he starts making money, you know, he wants to support things that he likes. So I just, I decided to buy some stock in the GameStop. And he's like, and then a few days ago, it just kept going up and it went to the moon. And so like the whole gimmick is that he started playing video games because he was injured. And so he bought stock in GameStop and became rich. And then like later in his promo, he starts talking. He goes, then I get on the internet and everyone talk, starts talking about this dog currency. And he goes, and I always said, you can't trust a cat, but you know, dogs. 
their man's best friend. So like basically he basically bought stock in GameStop. It went up. So then he looked around to figure out why it's going up and saw the internet talking about all these other ones. So he just started buying stock in them. And now he's rich. Now he's the million dollar caveman. Um, and oh my God, like at the end of his promo, he was sitting there talking. He's like, he's like, Mr. Regal, you want me to, to wrestle Zaba next week? Kiss my grits. And he just started like saying all this stuff. Basically like, I'm not going to do anything you want me to do because I'm rich now. That was on Wednesday night. And that was already great and ridiculous. I'm like, okay, cool. Where's this going? So, um, if anyone, uh, knows there is, um, uh, wrestle and flow. It is this guy that basically became big on YouTube and other social platforms because he would take a wrestler's theme music and just rap over it. Uh, at one of the NXT takeovers, the opening of the show, they had him come out and he basically rapped to the NXT theme. Um, I think he rapped one of Adam Cole's entrances. He's, he's tight with NXT now. So just in the middle of takeover, after a match, it just cuts. And it's like the Lamborghini pulling up from last time. But it cuts to a music video that this guy has made rapping about Cameron Grimes becoming rich. And it is like a mix between a Florida Georgia line and an old kid rock music video. Cameron Grimes is like just swimming in like this giant pool. He's just, uh, he's like swimming in money on the ground. At one point, he has his top hat and like a girl walks by and he goes to like tip his hat and money just starts falling out. He's like stumbling to like try to catch all the money. It is the most ridiculous thing here. I am for it. It is currently one of my favorite things in wrestling. If you are not watching NXT, find any Cameron Grime highlights you can. Because we all know he's a hillbilly bumpkin that got all this money. This is all leading to he's going to blow all the money. But I want to be there for every second of the ride of him blowing all the money. Because it is going to be wonderful. I agree 100%. Million dollar caveman, I taste Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I appreciate it. I love it. Beautiful. Uh, And and topical. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. Um, One more thing before we uh, get past NXT. Uh, Also, LA Knight made his NXT debut. Uh, A lot of you may know him as Guy Drip from um, uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling. Um, he's been gone from there, and actually, he went to NWA for a while, which I was surprised. I thought uh, uh, NXT would have picked him up sooner. Um, he, he, he's, he, he's good in the ring, but what he brings to the table is he is one of the best promos in the business. He will talk you into so many matches. Um, he, he's something that they need right now, because whereas Finn is giving these you know, kind of like badass tough guy promos of just like me, you, let's go now, you know. Um, he's going to give you this cocky Ric Flair type promo of just like, I'm the best. I'm going to tell you all the ways that you're stupid. Um, I think he'll be a nice addition to that roster, especially for promos in the future. Oh. So you would give NXT Vengeance Day in general positive, negative? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd probably actually give it an A for just wrestling alone. Um, it's great matches. It's a lot of great matches. Start to finish. Um, even the matches that weren't as good as, like, the best matches, none of them were bad. They were all entertaining. They all kept it going. Um, they're all good matches. Yeah. 
no. Yeah. I would, I, I would give it a, I'd give it an A. I'd give it an A. It was, you know, I think it was a really good, it proved once again that even when NXT was like, eh, this is okay. This one thing was cool. This other thing was just okay. When it gets to TakeOver, they deliver. They deliver every time. But, hey, Ace. Hey, what? Do you know what's uh, something when they have pay-per-views that uh, don't always deliver? Impact Wrestling. Oh, good. This will be fun. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, uh, was it your Saturday or Sunday night? I, I, I honestly did not watch it. I just watched the highlights. Uh, but they had an episode, just a weekly episode uh, entitled uh, No Surrender. Uh, and this was the episode that Private Party faced uh, the Good Brothers for the tag team titles, in which the Good Brothers uh, retained their belts. Uh, other impact shenanigans happened, but the main thing, the main thing that came from this is a little after that tag team title match, they had a video package shown, and it let everyone know that David Finley and Juice Robinson, known as Finn Juice, from New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming to Impact Wrestling. Um, you don't sound excited. It's on Impact. How are you not watching Impact when your boy Juice is on? Uh, because of all the other problems that, that there is with Impact. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. is Once again, this is another uh, widening of the door. Uh, another just reason to show that Impact, New Japan, and AEW, they are all working together. They are completely working together. Um, but here's why it is the biggest deal to me, uh, for, for me and the biggest shocker for me. Um, um, it's like, okay, AEW is working in New Japan. You weren't necessarily 100% certain that New Japan guys would show up in Impact. Um, and I know that Impact right now has a different regime from when it was TNA. But let's go back a few years to the early 2000s. Uh, I think it was around 2006, eight, somewhere around there. Uh, TNA probably had one of their most stacked rosters to date. They had Angle, they had Jarrett, they had Joe. They had AJ and all of them. They also had um, a little-known wrestler at the time of Ketsu Okada that they called Okato. And they put him in a mask and a driver's hat, just like Kato, the sidekick of the Green Hornet. And they made him Samoa Joe's sidekick. This character... New Japan sent Okada to, to Impact because they, they had started a working relationship. And basically their working relationship was the guys that they wanted to develop faster that they saw a lot of potential in. They were going to send to Impact, let Impact use them, help them get TV ready and all of that other stuff. And then they would go back to uh, New Japan to become bigger stars. Not much like the ROH deal with um, Hiromu Takahashi. He was in ROH, then came back and became the time bomb. Uh, Jay White was in ROH and then went to New Japan and became Switchblade. So it was that same deal. But here's the thing. New Japan was so upset with them making him Okado and doing a stupid gimmick that they brought Okada back ahead of time 
and severed their de- their deal and was basically like, y'all can't help us, so why should we help you? So anyone from New Japan showing up in Impact, I understand Don Callis has a really good uh, uh, relationship with Impact uh, with uh, New Japan. That's a big deal because this was a company that New Japan wrote off. This was a company that New Japan is like, no, we, we'll, we'll find a way to develop our... You, you aren't doing it. And so anyone showing up in Impact, I think, is actually a bigger deal. But that's just me. How do you feel, Ace? Okay, so um, here's the thing with Impact. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. My, my problem with Impact is they have lots of star power. They have plenty of draw. But I couldn't tell you one big thing that I've heard, like in the normal Twitter sphere, wrestling sphere, whatever, like just casually looking through wrestling news, nothing just jumps out at me. Uh, unlike WWE, AEW, and New Japan. Like out of the, the quote unquote big four, the other big three dominate the market. I I agree. Um, I I even find myself ROH isn't what it used to be either. But I even find myself more interested in things ROH is doing uh, than Impact Wrestling. Um, and there was some controversy over um, a Sammy Guevara situation, where apparently they were going to since Sammy Guevara quit the inner circle, he was going to go and do a stint in Impact before coming back. Apparently, there's some creative thing, and Sammy basically complained to Impact and said to Tony Khan. Anyway, but uh, th- there, there's something that happened. Uh, it made like the relationship between the two like tenuous or something like that. I was like, listen, Sammy may have ticked off some people. Impact needs AEW. AEW doesn't need Impact. Um, the only the only thing Impact really has that AEW, I guess, quote unquote, needs is the Good Brothers, Don Callis, and the fact that Kenny Omega is going to win the Impact title while he's AEW champion. That's mm-hmm. for the storyline. That's all they really need. Um, and they need to use Impact as a gateway to when some of these people's contracts are up, AEW can sign them uh, so that WWE doesn't get that's, that's about it. I mean, I like you, Impact. That's about it. Um, I just, I don't know. Oh, that was also uh, another thing is now that Finjuice has showed up there, there is rumors that sooner rather than later, Okada is showing up in America. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to happen. I'm just going to go ahead and I, tell you. I, if it's sooner rather than later, if, if travel restrictions aren't something that's going to mess anything up, I think Okada's showing up at Revolution. I think, I think they may end Revolution with Kenny beating... I'm assuming it's going to be Kenny Moxley, right? So Kenny beating Moxley for the second time, celebrating, and then you in Rainmaker music. And Okada comes See. out like, like New Japan style, how like in New Japan, whenever... 
after your match, after your celebration, if you're the next challenger, you come out and announce yourself as the next challenger. And I just think um, there would be nothing better than the fact that if you go, if you don't go through their whole time, and you just go through the trilogy. It was a trilogy of matches where Okada won. It, they, they they went to draw, and then Kenny won. I think there's no, I think there's no one other than Koto Ibushi to come out from New Japan and basically be like, "I'm the guy. It took you three times to beat. I'm I'm now going to be the guy that that takes that and runs AEW." Um, I like I'd be down for it if you wanted if you wanted to start hyping Kenny Okada for yeah well I mean I think everybody wants <laughs> wants that uh, yeah. any, anybody that well, tells I'm, you I hey I did on this I'm of the camp Kenny Koto Bushi the only man to to uh, never be uh, to pop out of versus Kenny Omega. Uh, title for title. Uh, if you want to do it at Wrestle Kingdom, do it at Wrestle Kingdom. Whatever. A- a- actually, I've been, I've been thinking about this. I think the best way to do it is if you're going to do that match, do two of the best two out of three. The first match is at All In. Uh, the second match is at uh, uh, maybe the G1 same. It was some New Japan pay-per-view, and then if it goes to the third match, the third match is in the Tokyo Dome uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. The only problem is, you know, the G1 winner has to face the champion, so they couldn't do that, so they probably have to do it somewhere else, but that's what I want! Logic be damned! That's what I want! Two out of three falls, third fall uh, for all the marbles, both the titles, Wrestle Kingdom, let's go. I, any look, I love title v title matches. Uh, so I will never say no to a title v title match because uh, there's. I love no. that because I feel like a lot more gets put on the line when you do that. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. not just like oh you won and you lost. Although, it's we- like one person won everything and one person won nothing. <laughs> I love those matches. I will say this. New Japan, I love your uh, promotions going. We need to split up the titles. You've had the Intercontinental Heavyweight dual title for like, I think it's going on almost two years now. It's like, dude, let somebody beat Kota or anyone for the Intercontinental title, and they can go and do Intercontinental title and then let him just continue on with the heavyweight. Like, separate the belts. Please, for the love of God, this has gone too far. Separate the belts. Yeah. Like, or, or then that just, then that just opens up another division. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, something. Something. I just, I, 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 listen, I like dual champions. I really do. But I think it only works for a certain period of time. And when you have Naito being dual champions, and then he loses both belts to evil, and then he wins both belts back and then loses both belts to uh, Koto Ibushi. It's like, listen, too many people are just winning both belts. I think at some point between those three guys, somebody needed to just have won one of the belts. Um, but 100%. that's 
that's just a random rant from me. Uh, it's not too random. Yeah, I guess not. I think that's about it. There just really hasn't been a lot well, that went down in wrestling. Um, well, I everyone's mean, kind of, we've had, I mean, we're in, we're in wrestling. There wasn't, we're like, we're in, there I, wasn't a lot of wrestling news, but this yeah. week there was a whole lot of wrestling fun. So, I mean, I mean like, it balances out. Yeah, like, I guess I would say more like, <laughs> we could sit here and break down every single little match that went down on every single episode of every single promotion but let's as for highlights no we're not fight guys uh but we could sit here and uh we could sit there and do that we'll get there i that it's a it's the lead-in um but anyway no like it's one of those things where like there was loads of fun wrestling to watch but when it comes to like noteworthy or you know, so, something that you could remember and specifically talk about. Like, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah see that. Yeah. Not really a lot to like to, to really like sink your teeth into. It was just, you know, oh, this was this was good. You know, uh, I mean, and that's fine because we come straight off the heels of like the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, you can't everything can't be a banger every single week. There's got to be some downtime that makes the uptimes like that much more great. No, no downtime. Just like every playlist, you only do hype music. If if it's just hype, you got to go all the way hype. Yes, but is it truly hype if you're always at the top? Yes. Yes. It's not it's not like cuz hype is supposed to be something that brings you up. See, but if every, you're just already everyone there. Everyone says every mixtape needs to ebb and flow. I say only ebb, flow only up. Upstream flow. Whatever you say, Barney. Um Okay, I'm glad you caught that reference. Oh, yeah, that's why I was so I was fighting the point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh so you'll have to tune in next week though cuz uh next Monday, you know, we'll be post uh post-elimination chamber yes. uh, then we've only got one more speed bump till we get to wrestlemania and all things say that wrestlemania looks like it's not going to be in the thunderdome it'll actually be no. open air something um yeah, so that'll be, be cool the, uh, same pl- it'll be exact same arena that, uh, that they were supposed to be in last year the exact same arena that yeah. the super bowl happened this year uh they are supposed so, to be the same number of fans as the Super Bowl, which means technically they should be selling 25,000 tickets. It's two nights, so technically they will be selling 50,000 tickets. So, can we talk about how ever since Royal Rumble, they are showing you backstage, quote-unquote, a lot Everything. more. Yeah. Like, they are not shy anymore about being like, oh yeah, we're in an arena. Like a full-on arena that we're just using a small little subset of it. Well, I, I, in all honesty, I really think the reason this is because I kind of think WWE is trying trying to humble brag. They'll be like, "Oh, this pandemic is so terrible, but look what we did to adjust." Well, I don't, I don't know if I'd go as far as humble brag as much as I feel like a lot of people watch the Thunderdome when it went from like being in the performance center to being, you know, in the Thunderdome, 
I think a lot of people still think it's this small little building that they're operating out of. I can so see I that. Think they're kind of showing you like, hey, look, you know, it's not this super tight, cramped building. And you're wondering, like, how are we able to do this and still stay safe? They're like, no, you don't understand. Like this little chunk is where everything goes down. And then there's all yeah. this open air. So I was like, OK, you know what? I can respect that because, you know, WWE had a bad habit early on of like feeling like they weren't really following protocols. So they're kind of peeling back to show like, look, you know, it may look like it's all like cramped space, but there's like a lot, a lot of room to move around. Yeah, they're there. I think they're trying to overcompensate for, like you said, they got some bad press on uh, yeah. not complying and stuff. So I think they're overly trying to show, no, we're, we, we are super compliant, guys. We, yeah, we, we and, aren't doing anything stupid. And honestly, that's okay because, you yeah. know, when you, because, I mean, there's you either steer into the skid or you go over the top to prove that you're trying. And right now they're yeah. doing option two, which is totally fine. It is just really, really jarring. Although strange is of strange. I saw an article the other day where fans were complaining that they could see the drones in some of the drone shots at Royal Rumble. And I'm like, y'all, I know y'all have gotten used to COVID and all, but like there are cameramen. You see them Dude, all the like time. I was about to say, when you watch professional football, you see the cameramen on the sidelines. When basketball players are shooting free throws, you see the cameraman, I mean, like, under the basket. Beyond that, beyond that like, cameramen used to be weapons in, in WWE. Like, why are you acting like... The Rock used take the camera from the cameraman, put it on his shoulder, and then start talking crap to the guy so that you could hear him while he's filming... Uh, him like beating up the guy. I mean, yeah, Dirty so has never were, shied away from the cameras are there. It was just so re- weird that people were like, Oh, yeah, you know, you could see the cameraman. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. That that was odd. And I agree. It's, 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 it's such a silly complaint. It's such a little thing to complain we've just, about. We've just thing. gotten really comfortable with COVID wrestling where everything's like polished and edited because they have that chance to do it See, and that, so oh, that's my fear right there dude the first that we'll get WWE compl- show, complacent the first wwe show back from uh covid like everyone's gonna be like ah oh, awesome fans and stuff and then the next week everyone's gonna nitpick about oh cool i could see that and i could see this it's like yeah because they they can't just like edit sh- stuff in there's a live crowd now guys we have to go back to it being that way. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where, like, I've, I'll, I, it's the argument that we won't get into. It's too late. But the yeah. argument of do you have fans and have to live with the fact that, like, sometimes they have to try, you know, extra hard to kind of, like, hide things. Like yeah. when fans are present and the fiend would teleport, you know, they had to work really hard and do some very obvious nonsense to make it work. Uh, whereas nowadays, I mean, you could take a step back and like go, oh, yeah, you know, I understand, I see like what went, how that went down. But at the same time, before our eyes, he just lit the, uh, Bray Wyatt on fire. Just, just did. Um, which would have never worked in the current era, like in the regular era. So it's it's the it's the back and forth between, you know, do you want fans so that you can uh, 
you know, have that crowd pop, have that like visceral reaction of somebody reacting to something right in front of them, but losing the ability to like plan and edit and do riskier things because you can, you know, cut as necessary or move as necessary. Um, or do you stick with no fans or do you go limited? Like it's a real tricky thing that they proved that they could do it without fans. Now the question is, do you go back? Because yeah. we've gotten some really cool storyline from the fact that we don't have to worry about, you know, people there seeing through the curtain. I don't know. Like a, yeah. a prime example, we all love the Alexa Bliss storyline right now. There's no way that would work they out. Do that they, they couldn't do that with a crowd. Nope. So, I don't know. They'd have to find that, a new way to have her to one. Yeah, they would have to like do the lights out thing, but even lights out wouldn't work. Like they would have to have her lights out go away and then lights out come back. Like she could change outfits, but to change her hair that fast, they couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, hair and makeup, yeah. Yeah, that that can't happen. But it's age old question, like you said. You have fans. Yeah, yeah do well, you not? I feel like fans are a requirement. But I think wrestling needs the fans. Fan, you need the fans because it's a it's a theater performance. You Thank you me. have to like theater in a like watching a play in a theater with people around you where they're performing to the audience is different than like you know you go to see Cats on Broadway versus watching like Cats to DVD where you know they they filmed one of the Broadway shows. It's yeah. not the same. Like yeah. as being there, the the actors react differently when there's a crowd. Same thing yeah. with wrestling. Um, but that about wraps up today. Like I said, there wasn't really a whole lot to go on today, so it kind of makes sense. Um, any yeah. any final final words on uh, what you'll be doing next week? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess if you want me to plug something, I can say um, uh, that a week. Week from tomorrow. From Tuesday, yeah, from tomorrow, if you are watching this, if you're watching this live on uh, Ace's Twitch Or listening channel, to us uh, when it comes out on Wednesday. Or Wednesday, yes. If, if you're listening Wednesday, it'll be this coming Tuesday. But uh, as a week from tomorrow. I will be joining the Fight Guys podcast. If anyone tuned in last week, they would understand that I defeated Ace of Spades cards in wrestling trivia. It, now, now I move on. It wasn't that hard. To Let's their throw that down real quick was I not will, a difficult task. Ace, you're no longer my opponent. You're my uh, co-host. Uh, the 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 you know you're the Robin to my Batman, second to me. But still, I I like that you know you're with me. Um, but Next, uh, but this coming week, I will be facing uh, uh, Jake Jack from the Quick Pop Podcast. He's just so forgettable. Uh, It's probably why I slipped his name. Um, So, yeah, I'm coming to fight, guys. Quick Pop Podcast. It's only like three quarters of you. You're you're Jake and he's just Jack. Like... I know, right? It's it's like if you you put us up, you know, he just can't stack up. (laughs) Uh, So, next week... Like I said, Tuesday, there's special 
Is it their 50th episode? It's their is 50th that episode, yes. Oh my God, such a momentous occasion. Yeah. Such a great time to invite another podcast to come and crush them in trivia. And just, Ace, I'm not sure if you know this, they nicely, on first round, gave me their champion. Oh, they, yeah, they, they, they decided the lamb to the slaughter would not just be one of their listeners, would not just be one of their, their, their friends they've thrown in there to pad their numbers. No, no, no. They decided to give me the champion, which is good, which is good. I always love tournaments where the first round is the main event. I always like where the challenge is at the beginning so that then once the first round is over, you just get to watch greatness happen. You get to watch someone just coast through everyone else because if you if you come to fight guys next week that's exactly what you're going to see this tuesday on their twitch stream you'll get to see me decimate a champion and then you'll get to see me just climb rung after rung after rung till i am the fight guys trivia champion and ace just to let you know spoiler alert spoiler alert to that show when i win not if when i win oh that is the quick pop trivia championship we're gonna take that we're little gonna fight take guy, it. Where you, the little fight guys plaque Sorry, you may, no. may have whatever trophy y'all y'all made title belt little little decorative ornament i don't care what it is it's not gonna say fight guys boys it's going to say quick pop podcast why because I'm going to take that and make it elite. I'm going to make it special. I'm going to make it mean something. Look like this right, right, here. right there. See that right there? That's integrity. That's respect. That is a name known round as an intelligent podcast. Well, well as a wrestling first podcast. Okay, okay. Well, as well. a podcast. That means something in the industry, whether it's comical, whether it's an, an intellectual, it means something. And guys, this coming Tuesday, I'm bringing that to your podcast. You're welcome. Nice. And I'll be there cheering you on because I apparently am garbage at trivia because I didn't study New Japan. Or Impact, or even the final five ECW. people in the Royal Rumble. Or Stone Cold uh, theme music done by other bands. Yeah, that one was kind of weird. Like, I'm just going to throw this out here. Not that we're past hey, that. This is the reason I'm glad that when I was a little kid, my mom at a yard sale found a cassette tape. And it was Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Mix or something like that. And it was Hulk Hogan's theme song with other songs like dedicated to Hulk Hogan. I was like, wait a minute, wrestling? You can buy wrestling music? And then in the Attitude Era, they started coming out with compilation tapes or or CDs. And I bought every one of them. And so (laughs) only because of that is the reason why I know Disturbed did Stone Cold some music. I, you know what? I respect the game and I respect that you know. I'm glad that you are the one representing us because if I had gotten all those right by the number of points that I won with or would have won with, I would not feel confident. But with you, I feel confident about knowing useless trivia. Uh, 
from across the decades. Across the decades. I've been, we can I just... got my uh, WWE encyclopedia, been brushing up on it. That is not a lie. This is not a joke. I own WWE's now, encyclopedia. Now, it's great that you know the past. Now, if we could just get you a little better at predicting the future. <laughs> the future? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. The fact that I am the longest reigning quick pop champion of the modern era would say different. The fact that I have six title reigns would say different. The fact that you only beat me by a pre-show and by bonus questions, because for the actual pay-per-view, I got nothing wrong. So we're going to end it. We're going to end it. We're going to end it like this, Ace. This is how we're going to end this podcast. Is this coming Tuesday? I go to fight, guys. I win a trivia competition. I become the quick pop fight, guys, trivia champion. And then I take that award, Ace, and bring it to the elimination chamber. And I got at news the end for you, that night, Jake. Jake. Yeah. You're not really working your yeah. time very well. Elimination chamber is this coming Sunday. Okay, I'm not elimination chamber will elimination chamber is going to happen before the fiftieth. That's right. WWE pay per views all blurred together. I I don't know what I wanted to give you. I I was like, dude, dude, I don't even remember where this podcast is. I just show up. Um, anyway, I kept busting this out is because I was hoping you would incorporate it. Ace, 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 this Sunday I'm going into elimination chamber. I'm going to do a flawless pay per view. And I'm oh, getting that title okay. back. And then I'm taking that title to Fight Geist. There you go. I'm win a trivia championship. And I'm walking out of, of, of their show with their trivia championship and the quick pop pick em title. I will be here, the like... first ever. I will be the first ever quick pop dual champion. Oh, that's a nice I'm... ring to it. Jake, Jake the longest reigning quick pop champion in the modern era and the first quick pop dual champion. Oh. I know she keep having to add that of the modern era because if you would count all of uh, the quick pop history, you would not even begin to stack up the true champion material. So go ahead and keep adding your little caveats all you want. Uh, I will still support you next Well, you know what, Ace? When I've got the belt wrapped around my, you know what, my neck while I watch you win. You know what, Ace? I think that you, like our viewers, like our listeners, should wa- wash your face, wear a mask, wash, wa- wash, wash under your armpits, wash, wash, get, wash your wrist, make sure you don't have part, anything there, wash, wash, part wash, behind your knee. wash the ankles. Yeah, the, behi- the, the part behind you your knee. You always get the behind your knee. Behind yeah, your knee. It, make sure you get both butt cheeks. Don't just do one. You got to make sure you get both. You can't. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't want one stinking butt cheek. You, you, if you get right, but you get lefty. You don't want that left stank, stank, stank cheek. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't. No chafing. No Clean chafing. underwear. Stay inside. It's cold outside. Not to not to mention the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, but also it's cold outside. Uh, Maybe it's cold outside. And we will continue to say this. Uh, One, drink your balls. Hashtag balls. 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 Sponsor us. Balls check. 
Shake your balls. Please, boss. Please. Um, hashtag, please sponsor us, boss. Um, two. Please. Remember, as always, it is a class A felony to set a man on fire. Thank you from the Quick Pop Podcast. Good night. Quick Pop for life. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today. <laughs>